Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Like, you start to turn on yourself. You, do Not, you, turn you don't start to turn on yourself. You start to turn on, turn on yourself. <laughs> that's, that's for a totally separate episode. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I'm Heather B. Armstrong. And I'm John R. Bray. Today we are going to talk about something that everyone experiences from time to time. But I think um, that single parents especially experience this probably, definitely, a little too often. Yes. And that something is loneliness. And I apologize now if I get teary-eyed during this episode as this is a, a pretty well-timed topic for me, loneliness. But doesn't it feel weird to even in some ways to even be discussing this because we're almost never alone, like really alone. We're either busy with work or busy with our kids or busy juggling work around our kids and finding time to actually be alone is almost impossible. Exactly. And I think that's what makes it makes it's a strange feeling. And I think that's why it's worth talking about. Absolutely. And a, a reader or some a reader a reader of our podcast a reader of our <laughs> podcast <laughs> that's right we need to have these actually we need to have these more accessible to those who um can't hear by the way yes i saw that yes we're gonna we will need we're to gonna, work on that you're working on that um uh, a, a listener emailed and said could you guys address the sometimes abject loneliness that, that consumes <laughs> That can consume us um, quite often. And so I, John, and I, I think both can speak to this quite well. Probably. But I guess because you have a closet full of nannies to keep you company at your bidding, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll jump in and say that, that this kind of loneliness, this sort of loneliness with constant company, sucks. There's no way to explain it it's different than any other kind of loneliness right right i mean it is it's it is being unable to pass the baton to someone being unable to turn to someone at the dinner table after 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 the long day and share a knowing glance uh, that is extremely difficult to deal with at times right it's that that little scent, even at the end of a day you sigh and knowing that there's someone else in the room that that understands that even if nothing is said i don't think i even realized the value of that until it was gone which i know is super cliche but you don't you don't realize how much you need that small sense of relief and how much it matters and there's this we we long to have alone time we long to have moments to ourselves And then sometimes when we get those moments to ourselves, it's a, it's an, it's awkward. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's, 
I think awkward is actually a really good word for it. I was I was going to say haunting, but that's probably a little bit extreme. <laughs> but it is kind of awkward. I mean, it's awkward because it feels so weird because we're never alone. But it's also awkward because I feel like whenever I am alone, I can't actually enjoy that time alone. I have to fill it with something because there's always something that I haven't been able to get to because I'm yes. never alone. Uh, the, Bren, Brene Brown has this really great quote. I don't know it word for word, but in one of the books that she wrote um, about vulnerability, and she talks about how we have become this culture where when we find free time or we find 10 minutes, we we struggle to fill it because not doing anything for that 10 minutes feels wrong. And I think especially for us just for the rat race that it is to get to the end of the day and to make sure that every to me <laughs> one of my favorite tweets was from a friend of mine who was like today was a good day no one was forgot to pick up at school <laughs> all the kids <laughs> i didn't forget to pick anybody up and it's like making sure that okay with the kids the kids got fed the kids got bathed all the homework got done we got to gymnast gymnastics i actually met my deadlines and if i have 10 minutes at the end of the day I'm like, what? I've got, I've got, I've got so much I gotta get done. I have to fill it with something, instead of just taking that ten minutes and breathing. Which you need so badly, but it is like you're you're so busy for so long that you feel guilty for not being busy. Yes. You know, and and I think even if it's like, yeah, maybe we are alone. But when you're alone and you feel this constant nagging pressure to get something done and to do something, it's it's not being alone. I, I mean, not. it's kind of a weird sensation, but it's really it's really confining. And I also think that we use it maybe even unconsciously as a defense mechanism. So so I have you know, a half hour to myself, and I I'm gonna have to go organize that closet that needs to be organized because if I do that, then I don't have to think about how lonely I am. <laughs> then oh, I can occupy my brain with not being lonely. Right. Yeah. Then you, you, you kind of distract yourself from that like empty pit feeling that's there. It, and, but it's funny because I feel it's this weird sense of guilt. Like I have a minute and I feel like I, I have to do something because if I, if I don't, then it's such a waste but right. when, when every day, gonna, when are you ever going to get that minute again? Exactly. Exactly. So I have to just cram as much into it. It's, it's like we've programmed ourselves to be go, go, go for so long in this situation that you can't get off that track. And I find myself sometimes panicking if I have five minutes. Like, like wait a minute. Something, first of all, something's wrong that I have five minutes. Right. Like you forgot a meeting all, or something. And, and then. Like, and we've talked about how there's really, it's really hard to prioritize because everything is a priority, right? And I found myself, okay, so <laughs> I have 16 fires I could put out with this 15 minutes, but which one is, which one is the most deadly fire? I don't, I'm panicking. I've got to have 15 minutes. What do I, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah, absolutely. You, you just, and I, I guess looking at my situation, I mean, I've, I've been a single parent for nine months. So I think, and I already feel like I'm stuck in that rut. You know, even if I can't find anything to do with those 15 minutes, I'll spend 15 minutes thinking about what I have forgotten to do or what I could do. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's this trap. And I just, I wonder 
for the people, and I know there's so many people who've been single parents for three years or five years or 10 years, like, do you, is, do you get so stuck in that trap that you can't get out? You know, I just, I wonder that I think about that when I'm alone. Mm-hmm. And then the, there's this part of this loneliness, which I've experienced, um, especially in the last few months of adding marathon training <laughs> it was, it was really I'm just gonna laugh right now or I'm gonna cry <laughs> but it has um when we talk about compressing time marathon training has consumed my every other part every anything left over is basically dedicated to running and um I feel uh this when I do get to the end of the day after accomplishing a really long run and making sure that and you, after a day of like successful things happening, meaning that, you know, I met, I met all these goals. Um, it's like, it's just me. <laughs> right. There's no one to recognize that you've completed that. Right. Like it, I, don't, I, I crawl, like I'm, I'll crawl into bed and maybe try to read a book to fill like a 30 minute before I go to bed. And uh, the silence in the room can be haunting. It it can be. I mean, you you want to be able to read for thirty minutes and you know turn your head and look at someone and say, "Wow, I can't believe I ran fifteen miles." Right. Mm-hmm. And there's no one there. Yeah, you know, I was driving to my sister's house to to be with my family the other night, and I started crying in the car. Um, this was after my 20-mile run. I have to say, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the season because spring has always been difficult for me, um, for various reasons. But I don't know if it's the marathon training itself. But you spend a lot of time alone running if you're not running with friends and having conversations. And these these runs are an hour long, or two hours long, or three hours long, or three and a half hours long, and it's. I'm by myself and I'm, I'm in my head and I have all this stuff to think about. And then when I get home, um, there is no one to say, you know, great job. I'm so glad that you did this. And there's, there's no one there encouraging me or, um, or there to like help me peel my shoes off my feet. Right. Right. And I, after that 20 mile run and as I was driving to my sister's house, I thought, oh my gosh, like. I'm so so alone. <laughs> it sounds, and that sounds so like dramatic. It does, but like it, it came over me, like it just washed over me, and I'm in my car, and I'm sure that anybody who saw me was just like, "What the hell is going on with that woman?" Because I was just bawling in the car. I mean, it it does sound, it does sound weird, right? But I think it's because when you know the exact opposite of that feeling and then you're suddenly confronted with that feeling, it's mm-hmm. accentuated, right? And I mean, I think when you're, when you're with someone, you don't have that, that loneliness, or you shouldn't at least. And then when you add kids to the mix, there's even less of that loneliness. It's a different relationship, but there's less of it. And then when you mm-hmm. lose that adult component, it's... Yeah, when you've known true companionship, the lack of it is profound. It's incredibly profound. I mean, it's to the point where, like you said, you'll go on your run and you'll come home and there's no one to share it with. But 
for me, it's almost like I, I kind of anticipate that. Like I'll, I'll do something and as I'm doing it, I'm like, this is great. But before I even get to a point where it's done or where I feel the accomplishment, I already know in the back of my head, like I'm the only one who's going to care about this because there's no one else that will. Right. No, no one like a romantic partner. I mean, we've, we've talked before that, you know, we'll tell our parents that we've done this or, you know, you'll, you'll tell Lita that you ran 20 miles and the, the responses are not quite the same. <laughs> Again, Lita is so unimpressed. Like, 20 miles, mom? Wow. That's great. <laughs> like, you don't <laughs> know what it I am shaped in places that are illegal. You don't know what I just went through. And, yeah, and, like, especially on, on days after long runs, my depression is so profound. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's from the exertion, the emotional, the physical exertion on my body and, and the, the toll it takes to, to run that far. But it's those days when I'm like, okay, I know I'm going to have thoughts of like of, of empty, dark, black, ab- and an, an abyss of feeling like, and this is the thing though, is that I know so many parents who probably feel the same way or in the same situation, but it does, I, you do, you feel so alone in this. You feel so like you feel so isolated when it's, when it's just you there. You do. And I think since you mentioned, you know, the other parents, I think it's worth noting again that it's not whether or not your situation or my situation is the worst situation in the world, right? It's the situation that we're in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my reality today compared to my reality two years ago is substantially different. And that's all I really have to compare it to, you know, exactly. and, and my reality is different than yours. There's similarities, but they're different. And but it's in that, I think you wrote somewhere that it's in that struggle that we kind of find those similar notes. Yes. It's, not, it, not that it, it makes is, it easier. A, I mean, and, and I'm sure that, that people who, that certain people who are married can experience this loneliness as well. Um, but it's, but, but I'm so glad to be able to talk to you about this because it has, especially in the last few months of training, that it's consumed me this um a darkness has about you know i i i'm doing this all by myself and um it's scary that thought sometimes it's like it's scary in the sense of not that i can't do it in in fact i mean i'm i'm really good at doing this you know we we have again we have our systems in place we have our routines and it works and i it's scary in the sense that I'm not even quite sure how to explain that that sense. Well, I think, and I'm going to sort of interrupt here. This could this could work for us or against us, but it is most definitely going to thunderstorm here quickly. <laughs> so this will just add to the mood of this very <laughs> uplifting topic as a backdrop. But I think part of that sense is, and I don't want to sound apocalyptic, but you don't know when or if it will end, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you can you can date, but you still don't know for sure if it's going to end. You know, if you have a spouse that travels for, for their job and they're gone for even two weeks or three weeks, 
it's long and you're going to feel alone, but you know that at you know, this certain date that will end, mm-hmm. but we don't. And I think at least for me, that's what makes it so odd is it's not like I'm alone now, but tomorrow I won't be. It's like, I'm alone now and tomorrow I'm still going to be wasting away in this lonely pool without actually being alone. Yeah, right. And some people will say, well, oh, you, you you can't be alone or you're one of those people who can't be by themselves and be happy. And it's not about that. It's I enjoy adult romantic companionship. Like that's that's important to me. And in, in, and I'm I, I I'm perfectly fine to go watch a movie by myself and take care of my kids by myself and run my own business. All of that is perfectly fine. I enjoy I enjoy sharing um you know, an episode of a series that that I'm binge watching on Netflix with someone, I can turn to them in bed and say, you know, can you believe that twist? And just the sharing of it, I enjoy the sh- the sharing aspect of an adult romantic relationship. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not that it's necessary, like you need it to survive, but it's something that you like. I mean, it it, it improves things, and I don't think in a in like a weird dependent kind of way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you, like like the Netflix. You can relate on the same thing, you know. Or even, you know, after a long day, cooking dinner together. Even if only one of you cooks and the other one is there to keep you company, and you open a bottle of wine and you you and it's just a casual night. But you're not by yourself. You have someone to bounce ideas off of. Yes. And it's weird how different it is. Even even when you have that companionship and you're both in the same place and you can sit there for an hour and both read or just do whatever and not even actually talk, but mm-hmm. that loneliness dissolves. Right. And even just the physical touch, like even just the physical touch is important. Right. And not having that, that's a, that's a huge absence. That's a, for me in, in romantic relationships, just, you know, holding hands and having someone have their hand on my back, like that is really important to me. And the absence of that is, you know, markedly profound. Absolutely. And And it's the scary part, like back to that point really quickly. um, I was having Easter dinner with my, my family, my mom and my stepdad and my dad and my stepmom and my brother and my sister and their their spouses and all of their children and and like there I am all of the married people in your entire <laughs> all, family <laughs> all of the married people in my entire family and you know they probably I don't think I've always been the odd duck right you oh and see my dog my dog is barking so we've got the thunderstorm and the and the menacing dog barking <laughs> it's the full experience welcome to manic ramblings <laughs> um all of the the happily married people in my family, and I know that they don't pity me, and I and I'm sure that they don't sit around thinking <laughs> she's unlovable. <laughs> but you hope not. I mean, no, but they might be thinking like, uh, you know, is she gonna is she gonna be doing this alone forever? And and they may not understand that like that that thought has crossed my that that thought has crossed my head you know maybe i will just continue doing this alone and that will be it you know that that has crossed my brain in times of when i'm sitting alone in silence right and that just amplifies that feeling of alone and again that's mm-hmm. back to you don't know if or when it will end mhm and that's it's scary honestly not again not because i need someone else there but I want someone else there 
Mm-hmm. And that's a, I think that's an important difference. And for me, it's and I hate saying this because it's not like I, I dislike my married friends or anything, but it's always weird to be around, you know, those those off moments where I actually have time to spend with them, to be around married couples or married couples with their kids and to see that, you know, to to experience that from the outside looking in. That mm-hmm. really enhances what I don't have. Yes. You know, I mean, and I don't resent them by any means, but if you can ever get yourself to a point where you kind of accept and you're like, okay, I am alone and it's going to be fine. And then you see people that aren't alone. It just, it like the wound is fresh all over again. Yes. And it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, a lot of my friends here, most of them are married and it's like when they, when they throw, you know, parties at their house they're they're i see the invite list right i see the invite list and it's the married couples married couples married couples heather married couples married couples oh it's not even a plus one (laughs) oh that's hard it's like oh yeah i'm coming (laughs) wow yeah i mean that that well that's hard because it highlights it because you're not the only one who sees that list right i mean like everyone and like here's the only person with one name on the line yeah I mean, for me, it was last September when my brother got married and I was best man in the wedding and Heather was supposed to be a bridesmaid in the wedding. Oh, really? Yeah. And it was, it was just a messy, complicated situation. And eventually what ended up happening is that uh, she was asked to not stand in the wedding. She was not told that she couldn't go. She was just asked to not stand. And it was a terrible decision for my my brother and my sister-in-law and it was awkward kind of across the board right <sighs> and i felt like the whole and obviously not all of the guests but a fair amount of the guests on both sides knew sort of what had happened or at least that we were no longer together and the whole time i'm there and standing there by myself or or when lexton is with me i'm feeling this like everyone is staring at me like oh that's the guy that's him <laughs> that's the guy and she's not here Right. I mean, and and not not to make it seem like everyone was talking about me, but you get that feeling like everyone knows, like it's the sad eyes, you know? Yes. And that's hard. And then and then to stand up at the reception and give a speech about love. Like, oh, did you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, and personally, I think I nailed it. I mean, it was pretty good. <laughs> All things considered, it was pretty impressive. But I mean, the whole time I'm standing there and I'm like, God, for anyone out there who knows the story, are they just shaking their heads? Like, what the hell does he know about this? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's so awkward. <laughs> I mean, and I, I had been in my relationship for longer than, than my brother has been dating his now wife. Oh, man. So, I mean, there's all kinds of just crazy. My, I mean, my sister's happily married with four kids and, you know, it's it's that kind of stuff that really kind of throws it in your face no one's doing it to you I mean I I honestly think that we're probably both doing it to ourselves but it doesn't change anything right well I remember I'm I'm gonna laugh about that for a long time (laughs) you gave a speech about love oh yeah yeah it was great (laughs) oh man um I remember when going through the separation and then the, the divorce I mean everybody at school all the parents at drop off, you know, they, they knew. And I would, 
certain knowing glances from people was really, really, really awkward. Um, I didn't know, I didn't know how to people, I, I, I didn't know how to talk to people and people didn't know how to talk to me, which amplified how alone I felt going through all of that. Um, it, and it was awkward and weird. I, I mean, it got better. It's, it's better now that uh, it's been a few years. I mean, everybody knows my business. <laughs> everybody already knows. Everybody already knows. I was going to ask, but I read that post, so I'm good. <laughs> I, but I think it's the people who don't say anything that you do that, that actually have those looks. Like you can tell they want to ask, not in a malicious way, right? But they want to say something, but they don't know how. That is worse to me than someone who who approaches you and they're like, "I heard that that you and Heather aren't together anymore." I'm sorry to hear that. Like that yes. is at least they've started the conversation. You know. If, if they're assertive about it and not weird about it, right. that that that's good. Yeah. Right. And, and or the like, people who pretend so, like, so how, how are so, you? How are you? How's your relationship? Oh, it ended. Oh, that's too bad. Like, yeah, you knew that. Just you know, especially. I mean, it still happens occasionally to me now, and it's like it's it's been a year. You don't you don't have to. I'm I'm obviously not you know falling apart and sitting at Starbucks sobbing, so you don't need to to be that way. Just come up and say something, or don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. Right, or just stare at me with these sad eyes from across the room, hand in hand yes. with your partner. <sighs> because I think I think what's weird is that we have this sort of like restricted loneliness. Right, because we're not we're 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 single, but we're not single because we're single parents. Yes. So I, it's a strange dynamic. It is a strange dynamic. Be, again, it goes back to the who the hell has time to date? Right. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. Even, how do you even start a relationship? There's no. There's no. There's no time. But it's not, and it's not even just the time. It's. I know how lazy this sounds because I've said it before, but it's like I already, I already did that. Like I already yeah. went through, you know, steps one through ten. I don't, I don't want to go through them again. Not even because going through them was was bad. Like I have bad memories of it. I just, it's a lot of work. It really is a lot of work, and you don't plan on having to go through it multiple times, right? Right. Well, I also. I mean, not only romantically, but like you, you have to basically, if you're, if you're going to date, the person has to understand that you're restricted, right? And may not be able to find childcare and may have to cancel because the date, because you don't have childcare. Sorry, I have two kids and I'm doing this. Sorry. You know, and they have to be able to understand that restriction and um, like, I my my friends and I are trying to plan a girls' weekend away, and I am the one who's holding it up because I can't. And I had to. I had. I get. I texted my friend last night, and I'm like, "You guys just need to go without me because." And and if I can catch up with you guys somewhere while you guys are there, then I will. But with my business and with my kids, like this is the reality of me not just being able to pick up and go away for a girls' weekend when I want to. And I feel, I feel, I feel terrible that I'm the one that's holding this trip up. So you're just telling them go, and if I can, I can. And if I can't, I can't. Yeah. Wow. And, and part of and and 
my friend was just she was she was being really friendly about it like well what about this weekend and I'm like I can't like I have to go give a speech at this conference and then what about this weekend I'm like I can't I have to go to a meeting and what about this weekend and I was like well I can't go that weekend because I don't have child care for my kids and it's and I said I'm sorry this is the reality of what my schedule looks like right now and I want you guys to have fun and I you have to know that I want to go but this is this is what it looks like and you know it is like most of my divorced friends for a while there it felt like it was a an epidemic so many of my friends my age were either separating or getting divorced but most of them now are either in long-term relationships or they've gotten remarried and um and this is I guess where I admit that I'm not in a relationship (laughs) and and I'm sort of yet not yet (laughs) gotta keep hope alive and and so not only am I not in a relationship, but I'm also the only one of my friends who um, is single parenting. And so there's that extra layer of um, of feeling like which one of these is not like the other. Right. <laughs> right. Well, and do you think, though, do, I don't even like saying this, but do you does seeing that everyone else is in a long term relationship or now remarried or whatever, does that sort of accentuate like do, do you get this voice like, well, what maybe it is me? Like because I, I think like <laughs> well, I know it's me. I, <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of it highlights it, doesn't it, in some way? Like mm-hmm. you start to turn it turn on yourself. <laughs> you, Not, you, you don't start to turn on yourself. You start to turn and turn on yourself. <laughs> that's that's for a totally separate episode. But I think it is this mind game, right? Because you see that everyone else has somehow managed to make it work. So mm-hmm. what what did you do wrong, right? What did I do wrong? There's a lot of what? self-reflection that comes with this. Tons of and it. That, yeah. And that's and, what fills that time. When you have that time, it's like, those haunt and I think like you said that's why you stay busy that's why you stay busy it's why I keep my hands moving yes it's why I when this marathon is over I mean I'm gonna be really happy when this marathon is over for so many reasons but then um as when when I'm jogging or when I'm running and I'm listening to music there's a I'm, I'm actually usually working through like okay how am I going to get that project done and how am I going to get this project done and um here's how I want to do here's how I want to arrange this work and here's how I want to arrange you know whatever and I'm I'm purposefully keeping my mind off of the weight of all of this responsibility and I kind of use it, I use the running as a way to avoid thinking about the the darkness. The darkness. <laughs> the looming dark. But I, And I think when you, when you don't have to train, and I guess this is a personality thing, so I don't know, maybe this is how I would be, but with the marathon there, you have to train. Because yes. if you don't, the marathon, and especially in your situation, you're guiding someone. So it's not just, you can't just you know get to mile 10 and be like, ah, I'm done. Right? You have to make it through. Yes. And when that's done, you could keep running, but you don't have to. And when there's other things that are, you know, demanding your time, I mean, what, like when it's done, you're going to be happy. It's great. You don't have that pressure. But if you have all that time back, is that really a good thing? 
<laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> right. But do you think that you'll you'll still run in some capacity just to try and Yes, I think I mean I'll run shorter distances for sure. Um I love I love physical activity. Again, it's as much a part of my mental health regimen as uh, um as taking meds. Um but it's you know I I do use it as a distraction. And here's the thing, so you know, I was in I was in long I've been in a few long distance relationships and the loneliness wasn't I mean, I didn't experience the loneliness in in those relationships. When you had the long distance relationships, you didn't feel that same loneliness? I didn't feel the same not the same loneliness, no. Interesting. I um, I I did feel I mean, I did feel alone in the physical task of it all. In the physical toil is it toil? <laughs> the physical toil, like the day-to-day. Yes. Okay. Yeah, the day-to-day and the, um, I felt alone in, like, I still only have two hands and it's still just me doing all of this. I felt alone in the task of it all. But when it, but the romantic part of it was there and there were, you know, a ton of phone calls and then there's seeing the other person and there's the actual physical being with the other person. I mean, it, it not on a day-to-day basis, but it was there. And, but now, now that I'm, um, not in a relationship, the, that loneliness is compounded by, well, there isn't someone to talk to and there isn't, you know, a weekend to look forward to with that person. It's, you know, for the next three months, like all of my travel is work, 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 more work and more work. So, well, I guess Absolutely. those long distance relationships, they kind of give you that end date even. And I, I don't know how often you would actually get together and see them. But even if it was you know, once a quarter, at least you know that on this date, that physical sense of loneliness will be gone for a while. Yes. It's like having a spouse that travels. Exactly. And exactly. I don't I mean, I and that's interesting because I haven't pursued the long distance relationships and I've, I've kind of wondered about that you know do the phone calls help do they help alleviate it at all and it sounds like they do which is encouraging many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, part of the loneliness is having adult conversation, right? Yes. Oh, and yes. 
it goes back to like dinner time. You know, I I miss making dinner with someone and sharing that meal and sitting around and talking. And um, Lita and Lexton are old enough to have meaningful conversations and intellectual, you know, back and forth. But it's it's different than having a phone call. Like when I in when I was in my relationships, you know, the phone call at the end of the night, we would talk about you know, our work and we would talk about our interests and our problems. And it was like having someone there just, (laughs) just 21st century style (laughs) on a screen, Um, you know, and so that alleviated it a bit. Interesting. Yeah. I think the the conversation is a, is a major part of the companionship. It really is. And it's different with a partner than it is with anyone else. I mean, it's different with a partner than it is with a friend. It's different with a partner. I mean, you could pick any one of those nannies and talk to them, (laughs) but it's just not, it's not the same. It's a totally different dynamic. I mean, I'll sit down and have dinner with Lexton and some, you know, he'll say, well, how was your day? And there are some times where I'm just so caught up in everything that's happening that I'll sort of spew out about something I'm working on or something that's happening. And I look at him and he's just glazed over. Like, yes, that was not the, I, I just wanted you to tell me your day was okay. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't care that much about what you wrote. Like, and you know, and, and it's like, he does care, but it's at such a totally different level that there, that connection is just, it's different. It, there's nothing about it that is similar or fills that void at all. Yes. And I have to work, I think on being, I have to work a lot harder at being present. I am present and I do put away my work mostly when I, when I walk away from my desk at the end of the day. Nine and, o'clock. <laughs> and so we have dinner. The girl, can you hear the dog? I can hear the dog. <laughs> she she just, she just wants to participate. That's all. She's lonely. That's <laughs> She's the problem. Lonely. <laughs> she is. So she, um, like there's, we, we have dinner every night at about six o'clock. It's early. I know I'm old and the kids are young. Six o'clock. <laughs> I, I think that I maybe I eat early too though. I don't know. Early bird special, but we sit around and we have dinner together every night and I have to learn to, it, it's, a, I, it's a, actually a physical task of, of mine to turn my brain off of the list of things that I'm, I'm never going to get done to sit in, you know, there were, I think there was a medium post about how to get your kids to talk to you about their lives in way, like, don't just say, Hey, how was your day? There's, there's different prompts to use to get their, your kid to talk about what they did at school. And I studied those and I, there are nights when I have, I can like, okay, tell me, you know, who did you play with today? Or was anybody at school sad and sort of, you know, those types of things. And, and then sometimes I'm sitting there because of the responsibility of it all. And I am, I'm, I'm gone. I'm not in the room and I feel bad about that. And it's something that I really have to work on. And, um, and part of that is just like, and part of that is the loneliness too. Right. And you, you have, because I think being, any time that you kind of let your mind let those things go and you're not running through that list and, and constantly checking things off, even if you are present 
and you know if I'm present with Lexton and you're present with your girls for me at least I feel like then I'm susceptible to that loneliness like nagging at me even though I'm not alone even though he's sitting right there with me Mm -hmm. like I, I have to keep absolutely every aspect of my like mental capability busy constantly there yes. are, there are times where I'll try to engage and ask the questions about about his day, you know what was the best part of your day or the worst, and I'll realize that he's answered and I haven't really listened. <laughs> you know, and I, it sounds terrible like I I ignore him, but that's not it. It's just my thoughts trail off because I know that there's all these things. And like you said, you could think about him the entire time. It's not going to make anything better. You're not going to accomplish anything more, mm-hmm. right? No, but no, me thinking about the like what, what I'm what I'm struggling with right now, just even in this moment is thinking about like my closet and my kids closets and our rooms need to be cleaned out. I don't there's the just just that little task, but it's not little. It's not little because there's so much we've collected so much stuff there's there's the hoarding tendency tendency in my family runs wide and deep but stuff is the american dream <laughs> i mean you just gotta have it it's and we need to do a huge purge just be, also because as 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 strong as my hoarding instinct is i am i function on a much higher level when things are organized I feel a lot better about myself. I'm in a much better mood. Everything is good. That's a rough and combination, right... though. Like, <laughs> I know. Like, I want all of the things, but I want them all in the right place. Yes. <laughs> it, it, when, when, when I clean off my desk, like, the, the elation that I feel, like, the people, whoever gets an email from me after I've cleaned off my desk, they're like, that woman knows how to use an exclamation point. <laughs> Whoa. Because <laughs> like, I'm, like, so gleefully happy. But the task of trying to, so we 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 have to do a purge soon, just because it we're, it's spilling out of the windows, and some I will get so overwhelmed thinking I don't know when I'm gonna get that done, and I'm and in, I'm gonna have to call my mom. If maybe my mom can come up and help me because it's 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 so overwhelming that it it almost smothers me, and. I, and it's this constant thing in my brain was like, well, that's another thing that I got to get done. That's another thing I got to get done. And I don't know. But it's like we're building a list. It's almost like we're building a list in anticipation of those lonely moments. Like, oh, I've got an hour. I'm going to start to clean a shelf in the closet. Yes. Because you have to have this list of things. Because if you have downtime, right, with just yourself and you don't have things on your list, then I, I always say that I'm trapped in my head. Then I'm forced to really look at the situation around. And I I hate that. I mean, yeah. I have a lot to be thankful for, and there, there's a lot that I am thankful for, but you really have a chance to reflect. And that's not cool. I mean, it's it's terrible. And it's almost this spiral. Like, you're alone, so you think about being alone, so you feel more alone, and then you think about it even more. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, you're not alone, which is is good and bad, because you haven't actually taken advantage of it. Right. And that's why you know, it's I like was... restricted. It's confined. It's confined. Yeah. So I haven't hung out with her enough. There was there's a friend of mine, 
uh, I was eating dinner with her, a newer friend of mine. Someone, someone, one of my online friends introduced me to a woman here in Salt Lake. Hi, Nish. How are you, Nish? Hopefully, hopefully you can hear this. <laughs> and we were we were having dinner together. Uh, she's such a lovely woman, and her husband um, works f- like for eight or nine weeks out of the summer. Oh, he's he's gone, and she's alone with her two kids, and he's. <gasps> And and I looked at her and she's like, I totally get it. And I just started, I like, I hugged her and I started crying and I'm like, I found you. <laughs> so it's like annual I, single parenting for her. It's, oh yeah. Like wow. she has to like, oh yeah. And it's, you know, and there's no break in there for her at all. And I I just looked at her and I said, oh my gosh, you, you get, you, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I'm like, I, like, I found you. <laughs> I found you. You know, you know, oh, you know. And, and she, like, she, she got teary eyed and I got teary eyed. And it was like, oh, just to know that I'm not alone in this, just to know that someone else, like, is, is feeling like they're drowning and that they're not ever going to catch up. Knowing that is, is such a, a, an overwhelmingly wonderful feeling. It is. It's solo solidarity, right? Like yes. we're we're alone together, which is really weird. But, <laughs> but, but it, I mean, even that's why you know it's great to have you to talk to because neither one of us can fix anything, but we get it. You know, we get it. And I, I think, mean, you would te- you texted me this morning. Um, I mean, I I know that your week has been has been hard. This is the thing is like, I, I know that you're over there. I know that you're over there dealing with so much stuff. And it's like, ah, my week is a little, little bit lighter than yours and isn't nearly as, as grueling as some of my past weeks have been. But I know that you're going over there, going through it. I'm like, oh man, I hope he's okay. Oh man, I hope he's okay. And then this morning when you texted and you said that you're meeting a deadline while wrangling your sick kid, it was like, no. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I. It's all just anymore, like I just shrug it off. I mean, I don't know I don't know what else to do. I mean, I text right. that and I reread it. I'm like, wow, this is reality. But it's so commonplace anymore. Yeah. You know, and this is like the deadline and the sick kid after, wow, 10 days of constant company. Mm-hmm. And and my son's birthday. And, I mean, it's just, and it's been spring break. I mean, it's like the perfect storm. Yes. But I look at him like, this is totally insane. Like, nah, sort of, but it's also sort of not. It's sort of just, it's, it's life. sort of normal. Right. right. But it is so helpful to know that someone out there just, they they understand. Like, I, I am alone and she's alone and this other person is alone and that's good because I'm not like that alone that I'm the only person who gets it. It's not just you. It's not, but it's hard to remember that. I mean, when you're kind of like in the the darkest of the dark moments, it feels like mm-hmm. it is. It does. It, well, because you because you are physically alone. You don't actually you're not actually near the other person who's not alone. You're actually physically alone in the silence, and so it's like the echoing silence. To, to it's hard in those moments to remember. Wait a minute, there are so many other people going through the through the same thing. If not if not going through something the same loneliness in in, in a worse way, you know. Exactly. And I guess that was my hesitance or my reluctance with like a long distance relationship, because even though you've got the conversation, you still are physically alone more often than not. And I think 
just having that another human being to interact with in the room is mm-hmm. huge. I mean, I've always said I've never really been interested in living in a huge city, like right in the heart of a huge city. But to live close to it, you have the option. You have all of those things that the city provides versus living you know, way out in the country. So having someone in the house means you have the opportunity to interact yes. if you need it. And if you don't, you don't have to. But there's still that other body there. Right. It's it's such a it's such a weird concept to talk about because we just never are alone. So it, I, I'm sure for some people who, for some people who really are alone, it might seem kind of fake. I, I don't know, but mm-hmm. it's a weird. It's a very weird sense of loneliness. I think part of it is just the responsibilities that we have in this are. They're, and the dog is very upset about the responsibilities. <laughs> Hi, Coco. And I have, I have a responsibility to the dog as well. You know? Yes. And um, the responsibilities and the, the, the weight of that, knowing that it's just us, is um, that, it, that's the component, I think, that, is, um, that, we're, that we're sort of bringing up here is, okay, so all of this, it, it, it's me or you know or it doesn't get done exactly you know, it'll right but even if and... i get these 10 things done nobody cares <laughs> right and i don't need like a constant pat on the i'm not looking for congratulations on everything just understanding from someone else mm-hmm. you know because there are some days where i look back i'm like wow i did all of that me i planned it and i did it and it worked out and nobody died like, nobody like, I mean no, no. but there's no one there to be like that was that, that's really impressive thank you for doing that because I had a long day at the office or whatever you know mm-hmm. you know I, yeah and and like but like this, I don't know why gymnastics bothers me so much <laughs> <laughs> and it's out a totally random thought but um it's just the the only time that I can get them there is the it's the worst traffic of the day, and and it's like it would only be maybe a twenty five minute drive, but it turns into a forty five minute drive because of traffic. And you love traffic. Then, I love traffic. Well, the problem is is that I can't listen to what I want to listen to because my kids are in the car and. Marla's at a point now where if I'm not playing what she wants to hear, that she will make it, she makes it very unpleasant in the car. So I'm listening to Justin Bieber no. and oh. we're driving 45 minutes and then it's an hour there and then it's probably about a good 25 to 35 minutes back. And that is after a whole, that's, a, that's after me doing an eight mile run in the morning and then meeting all my deadlines and getting the kids to school and making sure that... Did it, you know, everything. And then we do the gymnastics thing and then we get them home and I get them fed and then I, I successfully get them to bed. And it's, I want my kids to high five me maybe. <laughs> like, we did this, you guys. We did this. We got through Monday. And but it, it, like even just, again, like the, a knowing glance from someone at the end of the day would be would be awesome. Exactly. Just acknowledging, not not to tell you that you're awesome, but just acknowledging like, yeah, that was a success. We did this. Right. And it's, it's even if your kids high five you, it's, it's like with an eye roll, like, oh yeah, <laughs> fine, fine. We did it. Okay, great. You know, because I it's, it's not so much a we. 
Right. You know? Well, it is. It is a we. You're it, right. It, it is. <laughs> no. I did it all. I <laughs> did it all. <laughs> it is a we, but it's like, you, you know, it's a perfect analogy because you were going to gymnastics, but you're the driver of everything. Yes. You know, I mean, if you let anything drop, it's not like if you let it drop, Marlo is going to be like, I got it, mom. No big deal. Like, I mean, Le- Lexton wouldn't. I mean, some things like, yeah, they're helpful and they're, they're awesome kids, but a lot of these things that are parental are on us. Right. Let me hold on. Let me readjust my chair. Butt hurts. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Again, when I'm going to take a picture of this setup, and someone's going to be like, "You sit in that while you're doing <laughs> for, this for how long?" <laughs> and and where are you sitting again? I'm in my closet. Which is, which isn't yeah right which isn't alone at all yeah because you've got the company <laughs> I'm in my closet <laughs> recording a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't sound alone, not in the least. <laughs> oh my god! No, yeah, it's it, and my dog won't the stop dog is, barking. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Coco, <laughs> shh, stop it. <laughs> I I feel for you on the on the Justin Bieber though. That like that just highlights loneliness. Yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna have to go. What am I gonna do with her? That dog. Yeah, what is she? <laughs> What is she doing? She's this at has the never front happened. door. She's at the front door barking at somebody, obviously. But does anyone um, actually come to the door? I mean, unannounced. I have a no soliciting sign on my door. I haven't had anyone knock on my door. I don't want door. people coming to my house because right. I'm lonely. <laughs> I want to keep it that way. <laughs> wow. Well, she's still actually quieted down, so she got what she wanted. You were Probably somebody was walking by the house. She thinks that barking at them is going to make them go away. So when the person passes the house, she's done her job. She made them go away. <laughs> Maybe they just stopped to look to see if you were going to come and get the dog. <laughs> so she just kept going. Like, we know she's recording a podcast. Let's bug her dog. Let's do that. <laughs> Makes you feel less alone. They're just, they're with us. Solo solidarity. Solo, sol- solo solidarity. I like that. Yeah. We should make like bumper stickers. And hashtags. Oh, hashtags. Yes. yes. The solo solidarity hashtag. I'm sure that exists for some purpose that I don't want to understand already. Oh. So but, but, this is what I was going to bring up is I had brought this up in the other the episode where we were talking about how to teach our kids to use a tissue more than once. Right. And um, he... Like there is, there there's all of these little things that we're teaching our kids about being good human beings, and and for me it even goes down to the level of you need to put your dishes in the dishwasher, and this is how they go in the dishwasher, and you need to hang up your clothes and you need to fold them and put them this way, and all of these little things that you have to teach your kids just about being having hygiene and how to function as a human being right and and it's all sometimes the feeling is a little overwhelming like have i ah shoot like have i taught like am i reinforcing this enough that they are going to be functioning when they leave my home right have i have i been a success yes well i had a big win today because like i said lexton is sick and as I think I mentioned before, he has a tendency to blow his nose and have very poor aim at the garbage. Okay. So I, I was in the shower and I get out and, and come downstairs and I see this pile, like a, a small mountain 
of tissues, used tissues on the floor, like a very delicately built mountain. Like it took an effort to stack them. <laughs> and I said, you, you could have thrown these away. And he said, no, look, I laid two tissues on the floor and then put the dirty tissues on it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's okay. genius. That's an improvement. Like not all the way there, but at least you're recognizing that it's kind of gross to just throw them on the ground. You've you know? moved the needle. That's right. Right, like that, my week is done. Like, well, he learned. Good to go. Sometimes, and I think this morning, Marla was like, my 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 cue for the girls when it's time to leave for school is, I I I say socks and shoes, to put, have them put their socks and shoes on, obviously, so that we can get out of the house. And um, I was upstairs finishing putting my clothes on, and I Marla had wandered in, and I said, "Can you go tell your sisters socks and shoes?" So she goes over and she says, socks and shoes, Lita. And Lita doesn't respond to her. <laughs> and she's just like, really? <laughs> Lita, socks and shoes this minute. Marlo did. <laughs> oh. Did she eventually get a response? And Lita was like, I am. Go away. Stop it. Well, but see, it rubbed off. Either that or she just wanted that authority over her older sister. Yes. Like, this is my triumphant moment. I'm one step ahead. It's like, okay, well, you know, that uh, that was a, a good moment there. I, I'm doing this right, sort of. Well, as, as right as we can. But even those moments, even the moments that aren't about it being hard, but those moments, you don't have anyone to kind of look at and snicker. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, did you hear that? That was great. <laughs> she, okay, so she, Marlo does not own a pair of pants that doesn't have a hole in the knee. Every oh, single that. pair of pants has a hole in the knee. And I was searching through her pants drawer, and she has hundreds of pairs of pants is the thing. They all have holes. I was searching for a pair of pants, and I thought I had found one, and I said, okay, here, I found you a pair of pants that doesn't have a hole in them. She goes, there is a hole in the backside that I do not enjoy. <laughs> and I said, I said, no, 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 there's not, no, there's not, I don't see it. She goes, you will see it when I put them on my body. <laughs> Wow, there's a just, hole in the backside that I do not as enjoy. A matter of factly, like it, what she wasn't, she was like, "You will see it when I put them on my body." Like she was like, she was a burn. Like it was end a total of, like burn. end of discussion. Yes, <laughs> she was right. <laughs> oh, and like I great. wanted to turn around and and say, "Did you hear that? Did you hear her? Did you hear the tone of her voice? She's six. And she's already, like, she's saying these these incredibly, like, I don't know, more, it, they're more mature things that, than, than I thought were going to be coming out of her mouth. Right. Like, mastered the burn with confidence. Yes. Like, she didn't just accidentally stumble on a good phrase. Like, she knew. She was going to deliver knew. that perfectly. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, and you don't have anyone to turn to and be like, oh, man, I can't believe it. She's only six, and this is where we're at. Right. And that's hard. It is hard. Um, it's, but it's, you know, it's what we do. Right. And We've adjusted or we are adjusting. I think it's a constant, like a daily calibration. Yeah. Daily recalibration. Yes. But you never end up at exactly the same point. No. No, I mean, we've, we've kind of adapted to this new reality of, of living alone, but I think we find ourselves too often wishing, well, I don't know, alone time, I think, is a double-edged sword for us. Absolutely. Turning off our brains is a lot easier. It's a, it's a lot easier said than done. It's a lot easier in theory. And when you do turn it off, it's not always as 
good as expected. No. And life is awful and we're going to die alone. It's terrible. <laughs> yep. I'm just the last. We should just 20 minutes just whine, complain <laughs> endlessly. I'm alone. <laughs> we're both oh alone. Gosh. Did you listen to that episode? She's alone. <laughs> I'm alone. We were all alone. We're all alone. Everybody's alone. Everyone is alone. No one has a real companion. <laughs> so this was uplifting as a whole. <laughs> at, le- at least Coco was there for the comic relief. <laughs> but oh, I think oh, I Coco's would like alone. to know, you know, how our listeners deal with this loneliness. And I, I not just the, the parents, but anyone, because it is a very universal feeling. And I think that everyone's experience is beneficial right to hear i think in terms of how you deal with your own loneliness you know have yes. have they had similar experiences you know and how how have they come out on the other side of it or or have they not you know are they kind of where we're at like is there another side of it you know and I, we would love to hear we'd love to hear from you guys yeah have you ever been sitting at a table with all of your married family members feeling silently judged C- crying to <laughs> yourself <laughs> crying <laughs> Having cried the entire drive there. <laughs> Please email us your stories to us at stories at manicramblings.com and we will share some of our favorites in a future episode. Yes. And as we have said before, you can find us online at manicramblings.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at manicramblings. And until next time huddle up with your body pillow and have it congratulate you on running 20 miles. <laughs> I'm going to cry into the body pillow. You should get a boyfriend pillow. Those body <laughs> pillows with like the one Oh arm. my God. Oh my God. No. I'm going to send you one of those. Just wait. No return address. Have it look like Justin Bieber. Oh God. It'll be like you squeeze it and it plays music. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Just when you nestle under his arm. <laughs> Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 